Welcome to the podcast. We do recover with Jared Miller, your host. And I'm Dr. Terry Sellers, your co-host. This is a podcast about recovery from addiction. We want to talk about what successful recovery can look like. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. You're listening to episode 20. Oh, wow. That was an airplane flying overhead. Sounded just like it, Sean. All right, we're listening to episode 20 of We Do Recover. I'm your host, Jared Miller. Today, I'm joined via the web by your co-host, our medical expert, Dr. Terry Sellers. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. We also have in studio the producer that makes this whole thing possible, Sean Denovan. Hey, guys. And we have uh, some feature. Listen, today's topic is a higher power. And I brought in some, some very knowledgeable people on that topic today from uh, South Mountain Community Church. We have Pastor Matt Thrift. Hey, how's it going? And we have Pastor Jacob Vandebrake. What's up, everybody? So we got ex- we got experts. Experts, <laughs> love it. I, I don't know about experts, but we're, <laughs> we we're here. We're here. We try. Well, yeah, guys, <laughs> I, I look up to got. when it comes You're to as good as we got. <laughs> absolutely, guys, yeah. I look up to. This podcast was recorded in sunny St. George, Utah. Episode twenty, part one, is brought to you by Steps Recovery Centers, where addiction ends and healing begins. Listen. If your loved one needs help, please reach out to him. Give him a call at 801-800-8142. Even if you have questions, uh, they're there to help. Great resource. I actually, so I'll just start off with the new and good. My new and good is this week I, I got to go to lunch with a couple of the guys from Steps, uh, Ty Hansen and uh, Jen, Jen Jones. So they're awesome people. We love Steps. Just want to give them an extra, you know, extra little love and shout out to them. Thank you. So Dr. Sellers. What's new and good with you? Tell us about BYU football. <laughs> There's way too much to talk about there. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm getting all choked up when you talk about BYU football. <laughs> uh, well, they're 9-0. That's awesome. Uh, still undefeated. I don't know if the Utes have won a game yet. They have not. No. Um, sorry about the rivalry, people. <laughs> But it's good. Life is good. My life is perfect, and uh, basketball season has started for BYU, and so I got all kinds of sports to watch. You're a happy man. Yes, I am. I'm always happy. Awesome. Let's check in with our guests. All right, Pastor Matt, Pastor Jacob, what's new and good in your guys' world? What's going on with you? Living. We, um, we've got a killer season coming up. I think, you know, it's been some some tough times with – the uh, stinking Rona that's going on. Yeah. Everybody's going through it. But, you know, as we go into the winter, uh, I'm hopeful. We're, we're launching new ministries within the church that we've talked about. You know, you've seen some of them. And uh, getting men together particularly is really exciting to me. And we've just launched a new men's group. And uh, we've got a good group of men that are, I, I think, going to be difference makers in, in moving forward. So I'm very excited where we're going. Yeah, Wednesdays at 630 at that's South right. Mountain Community Church in St. George for listeners that are interested in coming to that. I went to the one last week and it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. What, the name of the guy that leads it? His name's Dave. Dave. He's a, he's a solid dude. He's a, he's a good man. He's a good father and he's a good friend. So uh, he, he puts together a, a really good message and it's very interactive and it's fun and engaging for everybody that shows up. So it's cool. That's awesome. Love that new and good. What about yeah. you, Pastor Matt? What's new and good in your world, buddy? Hey, everything. Everything is going good. It's been it's been a cool season. Uh, like Pastor Jake said, it's it's been uh, it's been a little 
a little difficult, sometimes scary because of coronavirus, but we're happy to be uh, be alive and thriving and doing well. So, <laughs> so it's yeah. been super cool. We've been really enjoying it. We've got a lot of stuff going on. I'm, I'm our youth and young adult pastor. So whether it's middle school, high school, college students, got pretty much every night of the week something going on for, for somebody in that age group at, at the church. And so it's it's been a good, good time lately. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Good and, positive and stuff. Real quick, have you gotten COVID yet? I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, I, I got you diagnosed got with that. So that yeah. was, I think that was last Friday that I got that. I'm feeling, feeling yesterday. Good. So yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had it. It was, it was a couple months ago now, but uh, it was, it was actually, and I don't want to discredit COVID. I don't, because I know it's very serious, but for me and my family, it was cool because we got to go into quarantine. We got to lock down. We had Nerf guns going all over the house and we weren't, we weren't very sick. And it turned out to just be a really fun experience. We're baking cookies. We're eating all kinds of food. It was a lot of fun just relaxing with the family. So it was, it was good. That's awesome. I'm going to let sellers jump in on this whole coronavirus thing in a minute, but I do have to say this real quick. It's funny you mentioned that because I, I have a lot of friends that are business owners, you know what I mean? And in charge of workforces. And they tell me like the most frustrating thing is right now, if anybody wants three days off, all they have to say is, I'm having COVID. symptoms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Waiting for like, results. You have to give them the three days off. So, yep. so we don't mean to make joke, but we realize that there, you know, it is a thing. And Dr. Sellers, chime in on that. Uh, well, I don't have a lot of chime in. I think, you know, unfortunately, some people have died of corona. It's not the deadliest of diseases, but it, it, there have definitely been deaths. But for the most part, I like the attitude. I mean, you're either going to get corona or you're not, and I don't know that we have a very small amount of control over that, but when you do, I, I sure like the uh, attitude of, hey, uh, we just locked down in the house and played Nerf guns and ate cookies. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do? I think, Yeah, I mean, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Sean, let's get you in here. What's new and good in your world, man? You haven't got the coronavirus yet, have you? Uh, no, no. I stopped getting tested. So I was just like, if I don't get tested, I won't get it. That's yeah. Hey, I like that theory. I got tested three times over the summer. And that nasal swab, oh, wow. I mean. Oh, they man. scratch your brain, right? Oh, yeah. They get They're, back there. Way back there. <laughs> It'll They're wake better. You up. They yeah. have tests now that they don't have to go all the way down your throat anymore. Oh, good. Yeah. I'll, they just, they go. It's in your nose, but it's not anywhere near uh, past about an inch in, so. Oh, okay. And okay. I didn't even have to spit in a, or I didn't get the test in the nose. I got to spit in a, in a tube, yeah. which yeah. is kind of a funny experience because they gave us the tubes. They handed it to my wife through the passenger window at the drive up at the hospital. She handed me my tube. The lady said, fill it up. My wife said, okay. Like she's looking at it and she looks at me and my tube's already full. And she's like, how did you do that? And I'm like, I just used to spit in my mouth. <laughs> she's just looking at me like it took her like 20 minutes to fill the thing up. Took me like five seconds. It was it was kind of funny. Were you thinking of like <laughs> I don't pizza know I don't or know. like some type of salivating? I have, I have no idea. I just know that I had to I had to fill it up. So yeah. <laughs> filled it up. That's awesome. That's awesome. I like it. All right. Well, let's jump into this thing. So the topic of discussion today is a higher power, and uh, before we jump into that, just to get to know, help our listeners get to know you guys a little bit. We'll start off with you, uh, Pastor Jake. So. What's your family life look like? What made you get into ministry? Kind of give us a, a 
three or four minutes of you. I was going to say we have to be careful because I can I can keep going forever, but <laughs> I'll give you a condensed version. I grew up in Southern California, which I loved, you know, Southern California, and a lot of people want to pick on Southern California, whatever, in Utah, but uh, <laughs> I, I think it builds some pretty cool people. It's terrible, you know, in, in taxes and a whole lot of other ways to live there, but... Um, you know, I grew up there, uh, we built a cool house, we built a cool life, we were doing really well, and we decided to have a baby, we wound up with twin girls, and when wow. we came home from the hospital, uh, we decided, let's get the heck out of here, there's so much craziness, and we kept getting taxes, we kept getting this, like, one-time supplemental bill that was just kind of, kind of ticking us off, and, uh, we wound up taking off, just in a super short notice, we came to St. George, Utah, which we absolutely love, We've been here for about 16 years now. We've got three kids and we've got a life that is just really doing well. I, I know a lot of people, you know, talk about life and stuff. And that's one thing that I can say that I, I, I love most about this world is I, I have an amazing life. I feel like I have a life that's so good that I wonder how can this even be real sometimes? Like, <laughs> I, I don't think a lot of people get this and I just feel like this is a true blessing for me. And I know, I know this too, I'll say, I, I know a lot of that has to do with my optics. The way I view the world is maybe different than others because just because uh, my life is great, uh, doesn't mean it's, it's without hardship. And I think the fact that I can see all of those other things is, is maybe just maybe a blessing of a true gift that, that I have. Um, but I really love my life. So I've got a, a beautiful <laughs> wife. She's funny. She's, she's, fiery she's all kinds of cool i've got three little girls that are awesome they're the funniest little humans in the whole stinking world and they're growing up so they're like they're like humans now and they're they're, <laughs> they're doing life and you know it's kind of crazy because they were all kind of we're going our different directions as they get older now and uh with that quarantine that's why it was so good is because we're so spread out that yeah. i had i had that like that opportunity to get them back home and just have that time maybe in a selfish way where you know we just had some fun so uh, i grew up as a christian and i got to do this christian thing i'm doing my air quotes there because i just lived a life that i wanted to live whatever it might have been good bad whatever it didn't matter god wasn't always in the picture and then as I got older, I had a I had a man in my life named Jim who was my youth pastor, and he was just hugely uh, huge. He just made a huge difference in my life, and through him, I was able to, uh, you know, I went back into the world and kind of just did my thing for a long time, and then it was always the teachings that he brought into my life that brought me back one step at a time. He planted the seed, and as life went on, that seed began to grow, and my life began to change. So I, I always had Christ in my life. Real quick, I'm just just because relatability is huge, right? And I've shared my dirt with you, and you kind of shared our paths are different. You didn't ever truly struggle with a substance abuse issue, but that's it wasn't not, always light and, and bright. And that's not necessarily right? true. So I went through a oh, big okay. period of trying. Uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know what the uh, statute of limitations is, but I went through the military doing <laughs> drugs all the time. Um, <laughs> I, I I skipped duty because I my name came up on a test and I was going to get tested one time, so I just took off. I thought going uh, AWOL, I mean, that's one form of punishment. And then being tested positive for drugs, that's you're getting kicked out of the military at that point. So I I kind of had this real rough. Uh, season where from 18 to maybe 22 years old, I, I had a friend die, a best friend of mine die, uh, doing a lot of crazy drugs, doing a lot of crazy stuff. And, um, and when he died, I, I can say that uh, it was a huge turning point. And, and, and sometimes, you know, we talk about rock bottom. I know you guys talk about that a lot yeah. and stuff. And um, you can never imagine something so bad as somebody so close to you dying. I mean, it's horrible. <laughs> 
and and I can look back now, you know, 20 years later, literally 20 years later, I can look back on it and say, wow, what a turning point in my life. Uh, my, my relationship with my wife, it immediately began to grow where we were maybe probably on the verge of like separation. I mean, we were rough, man. We, we were, we were kind of violent towards each other. We were always verbally abusive. It was yeah. rough. We partied a lot and it changed it for us. And when it changed it, uh, everything changed. So when, when my friend died, um, my entire world turned around. So I was heading the wrong direction and God took something that was otherwise horrible and he used it for good. And I can tell you without a doubt, it's the biggest turning point I've ever had in my life. So while I've always known Christ, it just kind of turned me back to him in that moment. Not, not on a conscious effort, not in a reality, like focusing on that idea, but just in chance, everything brought me back to God. And when that, when that happened, uh, my, my marriage, which is another great example of Christ in my life, uh, began to change. It began to grow. I uh, became a better husband. I became a father. I became a great, a great father. I think being a father is one of the best blessings that we have in our life. And, and I'm a person that says, if you want yellow corn, well, dang it, you, you raise yellow corn. And, and the thing <laughs> is, is if you want good children, raise good children. You'll, you'll see where your heart's at by, by where, you know, your, your, your passion is, where your joy is. And I think that's a big uh, way it's a, it's a way to tell a big truth by, mm -hmm. by looking at those things. And I mean, proof's not always on the outside. So without a doubt, that's, that's, that's not always the case, but, um, I, I love being a, a husband, a father, I love being a pastor and I mm -hmm. love to love people. Um, you know, I, I talk about the, the greatest, uh, cause of leadership is a burden for people. And I think that's one of the biggest things I have in my life is I have a burden for people. When I see people are hurting, man, it breaks my heart. I, I'm, I'm, I, it truly hurts me when people hurt and yeah. um, it, it's where I find just joy is, is serving God's people. I love that. And real quick, before I cut you off, you threw out a guy that was kind of a mentor to you and put you on this path of ministry. What was his name again? His name was Jim Plant. He's uh, I think he, I think he's in Idaho doing like construction now. He's probably retired now, but he was such a good guy. He was, he was very real. He was very genuine. And uh, he was a youth pastor. He was, when I look back now, he was way too old to be a youth pastor. I don't know how old he was, but <laughs> he was way too old to be a youth pastor, but he was, he had high energy and he was just genuine. He was real. He, he was, he was happy to tell you that he struggled with certain things. You know, um, he was happy to tell you how he succeeded with those certain things. And he was, he was, he was happy to show you how Christ had changed, how he had worked in his life and the, the difference that it had, it had made. So I truly don't know where Jim is at today. I think he's in Idaho, but, uh, he, he was a great man. He was, he was, uh, he was a man that was willing to sacrifice his time. He was willing to sacrifice his resources so that others could have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Let's get into it with you, uh, yeah. pastor Matt. So yeah. a little bit about yourself, family life, what kind of put you on the path to ministry? Yeah, absolutely. Ready? Go. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So I grew up on the East coast. I grew up in Maryland. Um, so a little far away from here. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> but we've been here for about a year and a half almost now, something like that coming up around that time. Um, and so I've got, a, a an amazing wife. We met when we were both in like elementary school. Um, we were both homeschooled growing up kind of in one of those real weird, uh, <laughs> real weird situations, I guess. School can be good. Yeah, yeah. Well, it can be good. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, so, um, we had kind of met, didn't talk for many, many years. And then we found ourselves working at the same summer camp, uh, trying to 
serve students and and uh, grew, uh, like kind of raise up young young people to live for Christ at the same time that we were in our teenage years. Very cool. Um, and so we kind of met again there, and the rest is history. We got got married a couple years later, and and all that jazz. So we've now got two kids. I've got my son Jeremiah. He's three, almost four. Like three days from now he's gonna be four and then uh and then my daughter is one almost two years old her name's amelia so we've been loving it we've we kind of we we were not really sure i i had worked in in ministry for probably about seven years if counting that that time in in my uh, summer camp experience worked in ministry for probably about seven years serving with with teens and stuff and we were kind of at this crossroads uh back east where we were trying to figure out what exactly God wanted us to do, where exactly we wanted to go and how we could best serve him because it, it kind of felt like we were coming to the end of that where we were at. And so for us, like really through a ton of random happenstance that <laughs> that really worked out, uh, hopefully in everyone's favor, I think I, I met Pastor Jake and, and we started talking over the internet and I originally thought I was applying for a job in North Carolina and then I ended up in St. George a couple weeks later. So I don't know. <laughs> I kind of I kind of poached him. If yeah, you will. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. nice. I don't know how it happened, but we ended up here and, and we immediately fell in love with it. I saw uh, the the students here um, in this town. I just saw such a need for, for Christ in their lives. I saw such a need for for healing in a lot of circumstances. There's everywhere and of course in the world is is broken and, and, and that's how it happens. However, like getting here and, and having conversations with these students about like suicide, about depression, about what's going on here in, in in Southern Utah, there's a lot of that here, um, especially in that age group. And so when we got here, we start talking with them and, and kind of hearing their hearts and, and where they're at. We were like, oh my goodness, there's no way we can't go here. This is this is absolutely where we need to be at this point in time. And so we've loved every second of being here for the last year and a half. And I don't know, it's our home now, that's for sure. So that's awesome. It's <laughs> awesome. You guys do uh, an amazing job of what you do. Thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Dr. Sellers, are you? Are, you want to throw a question out? Should we jump in the topic of a higher power as it relates to recovery and mental health? Uh, yeah. Mental well, health let me, before, let me throw out an observation, first of all, and that is, um, uh, both, both of our guests mentioned some, some things that kind of struck me and that was kind of viewpoint and optics. Yeah, And we all have things in our lives which are difficult and maybe even which we hate. Many of us, for many of us, maybe that's a job, right? Or our circumstances in life or, you know, whatever that is. And if we choose to hate our jobs, we can. Like you can hate your job. It's easy enough, right? But when you do, your life is way more difficult. And so I heard a couple of examples um, – of, of times in their lives when you could have gone the other direction. My best friend died, and it was such a major turning point in my life. Well, okay, many people have that be a turning point in their life too, but for the wrong, like, like the wrong, they turned the wrong way. Mm. Yeah, like they blame God and they, you know, all, all of these things. And then, <laughs> and then, and then the viewpoint that, that he had on COVID, like <laughs> what? It, like he laughed about it and he joked about it and he hunkered down and he did what he needed to do and he had a great time. Like the 
that's all about the viewpoint that you choose to take because you can for sure go the other way on both of those examples, right? Mm -hmm. So I think choice in how we view circumstances in our life, that choice to take the positive viewpoint makes for an easier and happier and better life, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, well said. And that's so true. You, look, you got the choice. You got two lenses. You got a, a vic victim lens, right? Or a victor yeah. lens. And I've been on both sides of that. I have in, in, you know, I think that's why we had such a strong bond, uh, Pastor Jake, and why we connected is because we had been through similar things. I'd lost somebody super close to me. And unfortunately, it took me on a different path. And it's coming full circle now. But but yeah, that's that's a great, that's a great point. So, all right. So the topic of a higher power, the reason why I want to talk about this today is I find that in recovery, there's a lot of, a lot of things that people don't have a problem with, right? Like mm -hmm. you show them the 12 steps, they'll start working on the 12 steps. You give them an assignment, they'll start working on the assignment. However, it, doing this thing for a minute, one thing that continually seems to come up is people struggle with the idea of a higher power. And my higher power is God, right? I give him that glory because... If it, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here today. Um, what would your guys' message be for somebody who's struggling to understand the concept of a higher power from a, a you know, pastor's viewpoint? Yeah, I think I'll take it. I'll yeah, take you it go to start off and then no one can trade back and forth on that one. But yeah, I think, uh, I think there's, there's this basis for me where like, um, kind of going back to the idea of, 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 uh, when you encounter something difficult in your life, which, which way do you choose to look at it? And for me, it's almost, almost not even a, a choice anymore to look at it and pick the, pick the negative. And I don't mean that as though it's not truly a choice because of course there's always free will. Of course we have that choice. Um, but when I look at those situations, I think it, putting it in perspective for what my higher power, what Jesus did for me, like what, what on earth do I deserve? I don't deserve any of the good in my life. I don't deserve anything that I have, uh, that I, that I get to enjoy. I don't deserve those things. So when I get into those circumstances, I'm like, heck yeah, like I, I can even find joy in the difficult circumstances. And I, I'll be the first one to say I'm by no means a perfect person. And, uh, there's definitely times where I haven't found joy in those circumstances. That's for <laughs> sure. But, but I think we all have those times if we're honest. And, and when it comes down to it, remembering what, what God has done for me in my life. Like I have absolutely no reason to complain about anything anymore at all. Like <laughs> I have been given the greatest gift that I could ever be gifted, uh, through Jesus Christ. So, so that's, that's the big thing to me. Like that's, that's where it comes down to for me. So having that, that higher power, I, I totally understand for a lot of people that's like that difficult step to get past. Um, but, but absolutely, I, I look at it like having that higher power is my reason for doing everything. Having Jesus is my reason for doing absolutely everything. So it actually kind of makes, I mean, for me, uh, in my own life, I, I had had, uh, about eight years of, of struggling with a pornography addiction. And for me, like that was a, a daily in and out struggle. That was not something that just casually, I stopped one day and it was totally fine. It, it was very, very difficult. And, and for me, like I had tried to give it up for people. I had tried to give it up for myself. I had thought, Oh, I don't want my girlfriend to find out about this. My now wife, I, I don't want uh, people to think bad on me. But the moment I gave it up for Jesus, for, for the higher power in my life, that, that was the moment that I was like, oh, I've got real change. I've got this thing here. Like that was such a key component 
of recovery for me in that in that respect so that's what i was gonna say first of all thank you for being vulnerable and and sharing that that's i appreciate that you know relatability is super so thank you for sharing that and i totally can understand you know what you're saying with that uh for me i think about like having faith in something bigger than me Mm. right like for me that's the thing my higher power is it's a lot of pressure if i feel like i'm alone right if i feel like everything that I do is my choice, my choice only. And there's nothing I can, you know, I don't have any support in that. So my higher power and God in my life, kind of what you're talking about is having faith that something bigger than me is guiding my, my path and is going to put people in my life. That's going to give me the most success and to live the happiest life possible. Yeah. With that, with, with with AA pointing towards a higher power, they're still pointing to faith. I mean, that the whole thing, I mean, I've never been to a class, so I don't want to directly quote it, but the way I believe it is it's still pointing to faith in something. And and the bottom line is if you're going to put faith in something, what are you going to put it into that can actually hold water? And that's where I think Christ is so much different than anything else is that through history, through time, we can see through creation that not is only is he the creator, but he's the sustainer of all things. And we can truly put our trust in that. And, 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 it, and it's without fault. He is without fault. Absolutely. We're going to get back into more of this topic of a higher power in, in part two. Thank you, guys. Part one's been awesome. Uh, after this quick little 30-second break, we're going to jump right back into it. Thank you, guys. You are listening to We Do Recover with Jared Miller and co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. We'll be right back after this short break with more of We Do Recover with Jared Miller, sponsored by Steps Recovery Center and the Hilton Garden Inn. I'm Desmond Lomax, one of the clinical executives here at Steps Recovery. And once you become the Steps family, you're just a part of the Steps family. A lot of us have overcome substances, overcome addiction, and now we're able to help other people. Second of all, we're also going to help you in a way where you can afford to be helped. Third of all, we're going to give you the same quality that many organizations are charging two to three times. And it's more about you than it is about our organization. We welcome you back to We Do Recover with Jared Miller, co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. And now with part two of our podcast, Jared Miller and Dr. Terry Sellers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode 20 of We Do Recover. Today, we are talking about a higher power. That is the topic of conversation. And uh, yeah, I've got some great guests here. We got Pastor Jake and, and Pastor Matt here with us. Um, we're going to jump back into the topic of a higher power. Before that, though, uh, episode 20, part two, is brought to you by Hilton Garden Inn. It's always sunny and bright at the Hilton Garden Inn. If you're traveling through southern Utah, be sure to give them a Google search. Just type in Hilton Garden Inn, St. George, Utah. They have amazing amenities. Uh, these guys, they know how to do it awesome. So uh, I've never had anybody complain, any of the guests that come down to stay there before they come on the podcast. They've always loved it. want to give them some some love. Dr. Sellers, do you have a thought? Uh, I have a lot of thoughts. Um, first of all, I love the Hilton Garden Inn because they treat me well. I love that place. They've been good. Second of all, I'd like to go back right where we left off, and that and that is uh, my thoughts on that are so uh, this is a recovery podcast, and it's not it's not necessarily an AA podcast per se, but for some people that's part of recovery, and so we we get to talk about it and. 
uh, for those of you that follow kind of that concept, there is a step that says we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And so I have a lot of friends who have struggled with this part of it that maybe don't believe in God, right? And so there's a couple of things about that step that, that I always point out. First of all, AA's quick uh, is careful not necessarily to force a concept of God down people's throats. Um, yeah. They talk about higher power a lot, and they talk about God as we understand him. So it can be whatever it is that you happen to understand. But the key concept there for me is, uh, and this was you started to touch on this in the in the right before we went to the break, and that is that the power has to be greater than you. If you somehow perceive that you are the highest power in the universe, then you're in real trouble, right, because right. your own brain, which is probably the highest power in your body. Your own brain got you into the problem. And if that's how you're going to get yourself out of the problem is through your own brain, well, that's not going to work because that's what got you into the problem in the first place. So higher power to me is – if to me, it's also God, right? Until a lot of people, it's God. And I think people have this natural um, desire to believe in God. Um, but it doesn't have to necessarily be God. What it cannot be is your coffee cup because <laughs> if you think that an inanimate object is going to get you out of a problem that you got yourself into you're in a world of hurt right there it has to be something that how is your coffee cup going to restore you to sanity so um so i, I like that concept that you started to touch on before the break and that is that higher power higher power can be different to people but to most people, it has to be some form of a god, and the form is not necessarily relevant. The fact that it's a higher power than you, and it doesn't mention highest power. Now, everybody in this conversation believes in a highest power, obviously, but it doesn't always have to be exactly like that for, for people to get into recovery. Well said. Sorry. Well said. No, Sorry, I love I was, it. I was preaching for a minute. I apologize. I, no, I love it. Hey, I think that that's gold right there. So I want to jump right back into where, like you were saying, Dr. Sellers, where um, Pastor Jacob was was talking about something that's sustainable. And I'm sorry because the the our little shut up time. It literally says shut up timer on the screen we're looking at, guys, <laughs> for the the time breakdown. It ran out on us. But take us back to what you were saying because that's really important. I was watching that shut up timer, thinking, Matt, just give me a second, buddy. Like I, I, <laughs> I see it's going away. <laughs> we're about done here. So to me, I, I think uh, you know, Doctor Sellers, I think it's so important that that Christ is involved. And you know, like even if I was to rewind time, and I think sometimes I want to be. I guess I want to be honest, like sometimes things that I say are offensive. I don't want to offend anybody. I, I truly don't. Um, I guess the, what I would say is if I say it, I would, I would be saying it in, 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 in hopes that someone could see the love of Christ through what I say versus turning them off. So uh, if, if I say something offensive, I would love it if somebody calls me on that. I like that too. <laughs> but what I would say is I think it's so important that we find Christ in this. And I think even with AA in the beginning, it was centered on Christ. 
Uh, it's just through time that it's changed to become more inclusive, which I actually like. I want to stand by that too. I like that it's inclusive so that whoever comes into it can find that higher power. The reason though, I find crisis being so important is that he's without fault it is he's without fail. So if we go into, you know, if we go back in time, we can say, uh, you know, there's something like 5,400 original manuscripts of the Bible. We're talking, we're talking all the way from the beginning. We can go back we, today and we can look and see that history has not changed the word of God. We can see that the scripts of the text are true, authentic, correct, and, and uh, never, never changing. So we can see these things. And then when we, can, when we dig deeper in that, we can see things like uh, prophecy. I think there's something like, uh, I think there's something like 2,500 prophecies out there. There's uh, that something like over 2,000 of them have already come true. And it's kind of cool where, uh, you know, these doctors, scientists will, will agree that say, okay, yes, these are all true. They're all correct. And yes, they are absolutely impossible to have had been true, but yet we know they're true. And, and even like with geology, geology and stuff, they're still using the Bible to, to today to find things, to find ancient palaces and to find places that existed in biblical times. And something cool too is, I always talk about this stinking palace where, uh, you know, they dug up this palace and they found it and, you know, and they're like, well, yeah, great, but it proves that the Bible's wrong because well, this palace, you know, this, this king, he had, uh, I can't remember a couple thousand horses or something like that, like 3000 horses. And that's so ridiculous because for the time period that just didn't happen, no one had those horses and it's just crazy, <laughs> but then they keep digging and what do they find? They find a stall and then they find another uh, stall. They yeah. find another stall. So one of the things that we can say with the Bible is that it, it's, uh, when proven, it's proven, right. It's not proven wrong, it's proven right. So there are things that haven't yet been proven. We can all say that's true. However, when they do prove them, they, they find the stalls. Those stalls exist and, and it's been time and time and time. That's just one example of a guy I can't even remember the name of, but it's <laughs> happened time and time again that we can say through time, through history, these things are scientifically impossible yet, but yet, we know they've already come true and they're already in, in existence. So that's not one of those things why we have our faith, but it's one of those things that kind of brings our faith into the wow, like, hey, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So things that are seen and things that are un, unseen, we can say is why why we have our faith. Yeah. And it's and it's kind of that idea that like 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 uh, Dr. Terry Sellers, you were talking about this, the idea like you can't have uh, your higher power can't be your coffee cup. It can't be this piece of paper. It can't be that thing. <laughs> um, and it and it comes down to like the Bible talks about having like your house built on on sinking sand versus having your house built on on rock. And like yeah. if you build your recovery, you build your house on that rock, on that firm foundation that's not shaking. True. That's what's so important to me like having having that having that that unshakable faith that you that you can base that on versus having uh, a, a coffee cup that you put your <laughs> put your and, and in i think it's cool because that verse says that when the storm comes mm -hmm. yeah, it didn't say if, if. it didn't <laughs> say like if it might might one day it says yep. when it comes your house will stand and mm -hmm. i think that's so significant because when when uh, the bible is tested it it's it stands Mm -hmm. It also reminds me of there's a scripture in, in Romans. I think it's like five around five or eight. It talks about a man who puts his faith in God and Christ, right? Um, pursues like eternal life man mm -hmm. who puts his faith in the world 
will find death. And that's totally a ton of paraphrasing because I'm sure it's not even close <laughs> to what it really says. It's close. Take it, it easy on me, yeah. right? But but it's kind of the same idea. If you take your recovery and you put it in something that's eternal, something that's mm-hmm. a lot more powerful than us, right, and have faith in that, mm. it's it's lasting versus you know, if you put, if your higher power is your sponsor, which sometimes, look, I'm not bashing on anybody. I, again, I don't want to offend people either, but your, your sponsor is human. He can make mistakes mm-hmm. and, and that can lead to you feeling betrayed. That can lead to a lot of uncomfortable emotions that, yeah, could be avoided. And isn't it crazy how oftentimes uh, that can be the derailer for a new believer where they, oh, where they yeah. see somebody, where they see a pastor, you know, probably, probably Matt, uh, but <laughs> for we, sure, Matt. we see, we see somebody uh, maybe sin, maybe fall into sin and have something crazy oh, happen in their life or respond <laughs> poorly. And, and the thing is, is, is that's one of the key foundation beliefs to Christianity is that that we're separated from Christ by our own behavior. And, and, and if you truly ask me, what do I, if you ask my kids and don't say this is child abuse, but if you ask my kids, <laughs> what do we deserve? They will, they will tell you that we deserve hell and, and we deserve hell because we cannot do it alone. There's no amount of things we can do to get Christ to love us more. There's nothing we could do to get him to love us less. And the fact is, is that we are all sinners. We are all sinners that are saved by grace. And if we depended on ourselves, we, we just wouldn't make it. Yeah. And, that's, and that's one of the key foundations to our belief in that uh, when people see, and oftentimes new believers see someone fail, I, I think it's important that they you know, in order to not derail their faith, it would be important to, to get that lesson to acknowledge the fact that we're all sinners. There's, there's not one of us that are better. There's not one of us that are worse. We're all loved equally by Christ. And, you know, for a lot of you that have kids out there, you know, my, even my kids, my kids will challenge me sometimes. Like you, you, you love me more, right? Like, hey, you know, dad, I know those other kids are cool, but you know, like you and me, we got this, we got this thing, right? You know, and, and it's kind of funny because I imagine us as just sinners in this world kind of going around and we're like, look at me, hold that door for that old lady. Like, did you see me tithe on that last check? Did you see what I did there? God? And you, you know, we're kind of like putting ourselves in this position to maybe be loved better. And, yeah. and, and the reality is, is there's nothing you can do to get him to love you more. Yeah. Absolutely. And our, our transgressions or our shortfalls or our addictions or the things that are slip ups in life actually a lot of times can help us connect and, and be real, right? And make those solid connections. Absolutely. I want to loop Sellers in because it's been a minute since I've heard from him. Dr. Sellers, got any anything you want to hit us with? No, I lo- I'm loving the conversation. I think that uh, one of the things that, that I have heard from people that are struggling with addictions is, uh, I don't believe in God. Right. Can you prove to me he exists? And, and I, I, I always, that's always such a weird question because I, I can't, no, I can't, I can't <laughs> prove to you he exists. He's not coming down to show you he exists. Therein lies the concept of faith. And that's what's been talked about. And I know faith is not the topic of what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about higher power, but faith in that higher power absolutely requires that he not come down here and show himself directly to you. He could. That's Come the, down, that's stand the one right thing you wanted yeah. to, yeah. <laughs> but then, then where would your faith be? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Then it's not faith; it's knowing, right? And yep. that's not the same concept. Yeah, <laughs> right. And the same, and the same thing about the the concept that uh, that that uh, Pastor Jake, I think, was talking about with the Bible. Like, you can't prove, you can't totally prove the Bible is true, but it's never been proven wrong. <laughs> and how long has it been around for? Yeah, you can't prove it wrong because 
frankly it's true, but you can't prove you can't also totally prove it's true because there are multiple things in there that haven't happened yet. And what if they don't happen? Right? <laughs> but the truth is you can't prove it true, but you also can't prove it wrong after thousands of years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well said. So one thing that I and I'm gonna as well follow Dr. Seller's lead and and twist this thing into recovery as well. Something that I've noticed a lot of people and working in this field for the time that I have, people struggle with is they maybe were had a previous um, religion or previous experience with uh, organized religion, and they've been scorned or they've had something they felt maybe, again, people aren't perfect, right? The word of God is perfect, but but we're not. And we've said the same thing about AA. In theory, AA is flawless, but sometimes you get in groups and, right, it's about uh, personalities principles over personalities. So what would your message be to somebody that's maybe, you know, a little lukewarm, they're wanting to dip a toe in and kind of see what it's about. And, and, you know, look, I'm just going to come out with it. The reason why I love SMCC is I, I made a phone call. Pastor Jake answered it. And I said, dude, I don't know, man, I was raised Christian and I just kind of feel lost lately. And I was driving on I-15 and the song, uh, calling all the messengers came on. And that was the night before. And I just knew, like, I just need to find some a connection, a plug, a, a way to, like, I'm so spiritual, but I don't have necessarily a community. And I was looking for that. I needed that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I found SMCC. So what would your message be to that person? Man, I don't want uh, to jump in too much because I know, you know, Pastor Matt's here and he wants to talk too, but I just feel like, man, this is my favorite place in the world to be because <laughs> the truth is, is there's not one of us that's better than the next there's there's not one of us and i don't care if it's it's uh pastor tom on stage or myself or or matt uh we're here to share the good news and the the truth is is that we're all broken every single one of us are broken and and the thing uh with people is is we're built with this this desire this internal desire to worship every single person every mankind everybody around the world of all time has pursued a god and and then the thing is is when we when we find the wrong god and that's one of my fears in life is when people find the wrong god and then it breaks down and well that truth is not a truth it's a belief and it's just an idea and it's it's a false and it's false and it's false so when we find something that is truly infallible then we can say well let's 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 grow in that and one of our core values at south mountain community church is is to come as you are and, and that's what Christianity is all about. That's what Christ's message was all about. He, he said, come to me who are all weak, weary, and burdened, and, 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 and I will give you rest. And the truth is, is uh, you know, when, when we talk about maturity, maturity, it, it's not really measured on the outside. We, we kind of measure maturity by, based on what's happening on the inside of you. And, and the truth is, mm-hmm. is that, that that changes at a different rate for every single person involved. You might immediately see, you know, fire in somebody where they're just energized and, and they're ready to jump in and they're ready to do all the work and they want more and more and more. And then there's the other guy that says, you know what? Uh, I'm really not buying your crap today. <laughs> and the truth is, is I want those guys in there because no matter what we're doing, I don't care what project we're on. The best thing we could do is ask more questions. And the best part about that is when you're asking more questions with Christianity, you, you find more truths. I was going to say, I love that too, because you know, I, the thing I love about all three of you guys, right, is 
you're not afraid of debate, healthy debate, right? <laughs> like, like I can come to you with stuff and say, well, what, what do you think of this? I don't know that I totally buy into this. And, and, you know, instead of being like, oh, well then you're a non-believer and please oh, you're bad. leave, you're bad. right? Yeah, like yeah. Uh, shunned, <laughs> like it's, you, you embrace it, right? It's, well, let's talk Absolutely. about that. And, and I, I love it, man. So that's awesome. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that was one of the biggest things to me um, that kind of uh, that, that was something I was looking for in a in a church that I would be able to work at was kind of this idea of being able to have those conversations, being able to to have that openness. Because like we've talked about this whole time, like we're all broken, we're we're we all have uh, failings in our understandings of things, and so trying to trying to come to that uh, that iron sharpening iron, as the Bible talks about, having those conversations, I think is is so very necessary because it's so easy for us to sit in little like echo chambers and just think I hear this thing bounce back to me so many times look it must at, look be how true. good we are yeah look at how good we are <laughs> and stuff. yeah yeah it's so easy to get into that and so that was something for me like I think to to go to your question about like what what to say to somebody in that in that circumstance that was like that was one of the things that brought that brought me here one of the things that brought me to, to southern Utah because looking at I've got some of these like statistics here in front of me, but looking at like, we have the number one, uh, the number one cause of death for teenagers here in St. George between 10 and 17 years old is suicide. And like a lot of that, I know it's not directly, um, addiction related, but in a lot of cases, it certainly is. There's a lot of those things that come along the same. Yeah. It falls under the umbrella of mental health. Exactly. For sure, which addiction exactly. is part of that. It's all under the same umbrella. Yeah. And I know for me, when I was, when I was, uh, kind of deep in the, in the depths of, of my, my in my addiction to pornography, that was always something that, that I struggled with. I was like, man, if I suck this bad, if I'm so terrible, like how could God possibly love me? And why am I still here? Like, what's yeah. the point of me still being here? And and so for me, that was one of those things that I saw that statistic. I saw some of these other statistics going about, about teenagers and even adults here, here in, in, uh, in Utah. And I'm looking at it like, oh my word, there's such a deep need for Christ in this situation. Cause for me, it was such a game changer when I had that realization like hey you're not alone you're not the the you're not like this uh broken terrible person who has to do everything by uh, by yourself you're a broken terrible person with tons of broken terrible people around you who right. Jesus also loves right like so right. it was it was this realization to me that was truly beautiful to me that I just wanted to to ensure that other people could could hear that when when you or somebody else comes and says hey like I've got this struggle I don't have this uh this perfect understanding I don't have a perfect understanding of everything either but but when we sit back and we can say that and we can admit, Hey, I've got faults, I've got questions and I can say, heck yeah, me too. Let's talk about it. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, I think that's the biggest piece. It, that's what, that's what, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Sellers, that's what you said a bit ago is that, uh, uh, you know, I, I already tried it. I already depended on myself and look where I am. Mm, look, look, mm -hmm. look what I've gotten. I've gotten this addiction, that addiction. I've gotten myself to this place. Uh, and that's where the higher power comes in. And, and with, you know, with AA and the higher power whole thing in general, um, I do genuinely support that because I think that uh, depending on ourselves, we, we will always find the same result. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and <laughs> over again, expecting yeah. some kind of different result. Yep. yep. Yeah. I thought it was parenting maybe. I don't know. Never, never, <laughs> that's different. different. Jared, Jared, I like your analogy that you did earlier. And that is, you know, I've had some people, I've had some discussions with people that say, well, I don't believe God is true. I don't believe he exists. And how could you prove to me that he does exist? And, and, and 
my response to that would be, why don't you give it a try? Yeah. And this here comes the analogy that you used before. Too many people say, I tried swimming and I don't like it. Well, what would you do? Well, I walked over and I dipped my toe into the pool. Well, no, you didn't try swimming at all. You you dipped your toe into the pool. You didn't really try swimming. So why don't you try it? So if people want to find out if God is real and if he's there, don't dip your toe into the pool. Jump in and swim around for a while and see what happens. Like immerse yourself in God and do that for a period of time and then come out the other side and see if that actually worked for you. If it doesn't, well, I'll be surprised, frankly, yeah. if it doesn't. But <laughs> See how your but, view changes. Yep. Yeah, well, but at least it, you didn't say, well, I tried it, but I dipped my toe in the pool. Like, immerse yourself in God and see if your life doesn't change. It will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I, that's beautifully said. I, just real quick, I want to say, and if, if for whatever reason you feel like it didn't, okay, at least at that point, you've made human connection. Look, if somebody came to me and said, show me God's real, I would say, go meet this person. Go talk to that person. Hear about their journey, right? God shines through us. Absolutely. My experience is God shines through us. So even if you felt like whatever, okay, you're you didn't buy in, right? You didn't dip into the the company, uh, whatever. Um, punch, punch bowl. Okay. <laughs> well, then at least you made connections with with people. Like to me, that is God on this earth is the people that He puts in your life that make change in your life in a positive way that affect affect or, or even in a negative way. You know, I I, I can't go. We were were talking about that earlier. Uh, I didn't just have, uh, you know, my best friend when I I think I was 22, I I didn't have just him die while I was in high school. I had one of my very best friends uh, put a rifle in his mouth and and kill himself. Uh, After, right after I graduated high school, I had a friend kill herself. Then I had my buddy, uh, Eric, he died in a car accident because we were, we were super high. Um, we've gone on and, and uh, you know, my, my mom's passed away. All my grandparents have passed away. I've got um, my very best friend growing up as well. He, I, about 10 years ago, we put a barrel in his mouth. So I've got many, many things like that are, that are in my life. And uh, I, I, I don't take suicide lightly. It, it breaks my heart because the truth is, is we can go over those numbers of how all these people have killed themselves. Well, what about the people that have attempted suicide that didn't even make the numbers, that didn't make right. the sheet, that didn't make the statistic? What about all the people that were surveyed that didn't even get to hit the, the, like a the quarter information? Of them. Yeah. Like 25% of them. Yeah. Suicide is a serious thing. In the last minute, I want you to talk about, we got an upcoming event. It's a suicide prevention awareness. It's called Safe Talk. Yeah. It's being hosted at SMCC. Can you tell us a little bit about that? John Gossett, my buddy, is actually going to come down. and So I'm excited about it. Go ahead. I'm very excited to have John down here. And like I said, um, it, the better we can uh, prepare ourselves, the more information that we can get for ourselves, the more truth we can have in our life. I guarantee you the better our life is going to be. It changes the lens. For those of you who got glasses, take your glasses off, look at the world, see how it looks, <laughs> and then that. put that lens back on and tell me if it doesn't fix it. And I believe that when you get the right uh, power in your life and uh, like I said, we believe Jesus Christ, but we need you to do that as well, because when you get that in your life, things look different. And John's going to come down and he's going to train us how to see what's going on, how to be aware of who's hurting in our lives and what we can do about it. And I cannot wait for January 10th. Yeah. How to make and how to make a change, how to make a difference. Absolutely. So January 10th, what time? We're at 1230 South Mountain Community Church in Washington. So $25 to get the training and it's a certification. You get Safe Talk certification. Absolutely. Can't wait. Check it out on our Facebook page or on SMCC's Facebook page. Thank you. 
Thank you for joining us today on We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Help us spread our message of hope. Like, comment, and share. If you have any topics or ideas for future shows, please share that on our Facebook page. That Facebook page is We Do Recover with Jared Miller. If you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to us. Again, thank you for listening. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. This has been a production from a podcast studio.